0: Greetings, uh, podcast fans. Welcome to the, uh, I'm going to rechristen this the Nugent Report, Uh, because it doesn't really have to do with the Nugent Ventures thing anymore. So, um, it's like the O'Reilly Report, for those of you who hate Bill O'Reilly, I apologize, but, uh, what did he call his show, the O'Reilly something? Anyway, I'm going to try to be quick here, because I'm expecting to get a call. And if I do, I'll try to wrap it up with a part due, as I usually do. So the editor's letter today in the Week magazine talks about uh, 9-11 within the context of COVID. And we've got 1,500 Americans dying again in a typical 24 hours. It's like a 9-11-sized death toll every two days, which is a good way of putting it. In, putting it in perspective. Just as in war... Uh, we have to defend each other compared with what was asked two decades ago the struggle uh, requires minimal sacrifice just get the vax and wear the mask Uh, about a quarter of the vaccine eligible population has refused or failed to do so so uh, Thunis Thunis? T-H-E-U-N-I-S Bates the managing editor says September 11th, we were victims of uh, foreign madness, and now we're victims of domestic madness, and I have to say that I agree with that. Uh, This is nuts, and we need to get everybody vaxxed here, folks. So... The GOP is not helping with that. They're fighting the mandates. And um, this is not a party I really identify with at all anymore, unfortunately, because the only alternative is a party I don't identify with anymore either. 54% of total U.S. Americans are vaccinated. So that's not consistent with the uh, quarter of the population referred to earlier but not everybody's eligible okay you got a lot of kids under 15 i think it is or whatever the cutoff is now that aren't eligible so uh, but only half of the people who could be are and that's crazy you know so lena Wen says the latest biden plan falls short um uh, that vaccination should be required for air and rail travel and local government should be encouraged to mandate vaccinations for patrons of restaurants, bars, and gyms San Francisco and New York have already done that Um, schools should require students over 12 to get vaxxed and I think that number will go down you know, or else, stay home stay out of these places I mean, it's for your own good Really, it's more for your own good than than other people's, as I understand it. Uh, One of the things that prevents people from coming back to work if they're vaccinated is they could get the vaccine, or they could get the virus and take it back to their unvaccinated kids. Uh, This was pointed out to me by a friend of mine from the American Academy of Pediatrics. So, uh, most Americans back vaccine mandates, 62%, uh, 23% opposed. According to Jordan Weissman, anti vaxxers are an obnoxious minority, and uh, the silent majority is on the right side of this. And I think where the previous reference came from, Jonathan Last on the Bulwark.com, 9 uh, 11 death toll every 48 hours. And yet, people won't do the simple right thing. So. You know, you gotta force them to do the right thing if they won't do it voluntarily. At some point, it's for the greater good. So I'm, I'm there with Joe on that. And Gavin Newsom overwhelmingly defeated uh, his opponents, his recall, the recall advocates, shall we say, and uh, the take from. David Bonson in the NationalReview.com, which is conservative, is that the Trump MAGA voter fraud brand is not a vote winner. And I think that's true. So 9-11, controversy of the week. How did 9-11 change America? Fred Kaplan in Slate says, it deeply destabilized our country and robbed it of its optimism... And, um, Gerald Seib in the Wall Street Journal says our economy remains robust, our institutions have held, this is still the one nation the people across the globe from Afghanistan to Latin America are are literally dying to get into, and we saw that tragically as they clung to the plains in, in Afghanistan. Um... Omer Aziz says America's essential faith in the future was lost. Well, and if you think back, uh, that was a very positive time in America. You know, we had the Bush uh, election, which was very controversial. So it wasn't like hunky-dory. But that was right at the end of the Clinton years, and the economy was really doing great. And, uh, you know, Republican win was not music to the ears of the Clintonistas. But, you know, Al Gore was certainly no Bernie Sanders. So neither is Joe Biden, for that matter. So speaking of the left wing, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is mentioned in the Good Week, Bad Week, This is under bad week for mixed messages after AOC attended the celebrity-studded Met Gala in New York City wearing a white gown with the red-lettered slogan, Tax the Rich. Uh, Those tickets go for $30,000 apiece, although she got copped, of course. And her dress, she borrowed, quote-unquote. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of those gowns with that Tax the Rich on the back floating around. So these, this is like Radical Chic back in the 60s. Tom Wolfe wrote a book called Radical Chic and the Mau Mau, this or that. I forget the name of it. It's one of those long titles. But he mocked these limousine liberals back in the day. And we're right back there. you know. So very disheartening. Um, big article about the end of Roe v. Wade or not. I won't go into Alan Richards and Stephen Simon talk about uh, Afghanistan is a Ponzi scheme in foreignpolicy.com uh, saying an orderly departure may sound good in theory but when occupying powers give up panic and chaos always follow and there's the give up and that's what we did and the question is was that necessary or not? Was that a good thing or not? You know, when you go in and you set up these, uh, even if it is a Ponzi scheme, and you decide to go and change a society, you violated the the Star Trek Prime Directive. And to me, you've got to take responsibility for that. You can't just pick pick up your ball and go home. But one of the things we have to realize is we're not one country. We're two, at least two. And... So anything that is a 20-year project, forget it. We don't have the consistency. And we may never split into two countries legally, but you know what we do is we change polarity every four years or what have you. And uh, I think at this point you've got bipartisan uh, consensus that these nation-building things are no longer something we want to undertake which is the same thing we we had after Vietnam you know 911 did get us back in that business so in that sense you know it did change the country but um and this is the wilsonian democracy spreading you know the french revolution the american revolution were really all proselytizing democracies trying to change the world in their image and likeness as was the british empire really So, there's nothing new about that. Uh, You know, it used to be we were trying to Christianize the world. Then we reverted to the democratizing, you know, secular religion. Uh, And I think all those days are, are long gone. But what that may do, you know, something replaces that vacuum. So, you may see... The radical Islam trying to replace that vacuum. Certainly, the Chinese are trying to spread their version of uh, world order. You know, people like to. Everybody wants to rule the world. That's the old. Uh, that's the old saying. So if we don't, uh, somebody else will, and we'll see what happens. Now here's a viewpoint from Ann Applebaum in The Atlantic. No one of any age, any profession is safe in the age of Zoom, cell phone cameras, miniature recorders, and other forms of cheap surveillance technology. Anybody's comments can be taken out of context. Anyone's story can become a rallying cry for Twitter mobs on the left or right. Students, professors, editorial assistants, editors in chief, all aware of what society they now inhabit, censored themselves and steer clear of certain topics, avoid discussing anything too sensitive for fear of being mobbed or ostracized or fired without due process. And, you know, I suppose to a certain extent that's always true. It's just the the standards are different, you know. Back in the day, you said something about communism. You could get canceled. The blacklist. So, the shoe's on the other foot now, but you've always had being used to kick people in the ass but this is the political climate now and uh, you just have to be aware of that who knows, things may change things may not, you never know according to Elaine Sales in Le Monde a French newspaper the United States has never appeared so alone which is interesting I thought we were ostracized by during the Trump years But the French and all the other nine uh, Afghanistan allies, the post-9-11 anti-terror coalition, were not happy with Joe for the way he pulled out in the dark of night. According to um, an editorial in the Times, the UK Times, the desire to control borders and keep Muslim immigrants out helped sway many Britons to vote in favor of Brexit. So, you know, the whole globalization thing kind of switched polarity there. And that was really one of the main consequences of 9-11. You went from a very globalist vision, and the left opposed that too, you may recall. Uh, We had these big riots in Chicago about that, big protests. And now we reverted back to uh, more of the xenophobic America first, even on the left. So, In the wake of 9-11, many of us in the West believed we could export our own political system and so protect the world from communism, extremism, and terrorism, said Ines Pohl in Deutsche Welle, which is a German, Deutsche German world is what that boils down to. With the withdrawal from Afghanistan now complete, that dream is over. Biden has made clear that the U.S. foreign policy will be focused only on American interests, which is a lot in common with Trump, and on the great struggle with China, which leaves Europe uh, somewhat out in a void. The Russians have filled that by uh, replacing the u s and Syria, the Turks have done the same in Libya and others without the u s acting as world policemen, Europe will have to forge new alliances if it wants to hold back these anti-democratic forces swelling at our borders. Well, you know democracy is uh, not characteristic of the history of the world, so who knows? The Chinese appear to be conducting a cultural revolution 2.0, and on the investment front, I wouldn't touch a Chinese stock. I don't care how low they go. I may be wrong, but that's my view. I just don't trust them, and that's what I guess people have to ask themselves. You know, if if the Americans aren't going to rule the world, then if China, would you rather have China do it? <laughs> I don't know. I, I wouldn't. Um. Here's a comment on the political angle on this Texas abortion law: is that it doesn't make very good politics. That Republicans are kind of like the dog that caught the car they were chasing. You know, now what do you do? And uh, if Roe v. Wade gets overturned, I mean, you're going to have that's going to be a real divisive issue. So look out. One more thing that might split this country in two, which I think is a non-zero probability event. Um, According to Mona Charon, C-H-A-R-E-N, I don't know if that's pronounced right, but who cares really. Uh, It would be far healthier for our society if states had the authority to set their own abortion laws, which is probably going to happen. If Roe gets struck down or else they're going to try to do something at the national level, which would really be a big splinter issue. Now, if you look at the vaccine globally, uh, 2.3 billion of 7.8 billion globally are vaccinated, according to Oxford. Uh, 1.1 billion have been infected and several million of them are dead. 15, I think. So, you know... If 1.1 billion people were infected and 15 million are dead, that's not that bad, I guess if you look at it as a percentage. But we have obviously 2.3, 1.1. That's 4. No, 3.4. So you got about half, half of them either vaccinated or infected and survived apparently. So about 50% more to go. We now rank 57th in the the world tables for percentage of population vaccinated. Uh, We trail every European country, Western European country, except for Switzerland. So I don't know what's up with the Swiss. They're probably up so high they don't get it. I don't know. Terrorism. Uh, The war on terror... Is morphing not actually ending according to Azma Khalid and NPR.com or on NPR.com? I guess he says Afghanistan will become a safe haven for terror. The National Review estimates, according to Daniel De Petres, there are now 100 to 230,000 jihadist fighters, which is a big margin of error. Well. It's not that many compared to the troops of its opponents. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I think we've got a pretty good defense in place worldwide. The element of surprise was the biggest thing these guys had going for them. Under wit and wisdom, stupidity is always amazing, no matter how used to it you become, according to Jean Cocteau. And I certainly agree with that. Cardinal Richelieu said, Nothing is as dangerous for the state as those who would govern kingdoms with maxims found in books. (laughs) Will Durant said, Education is a progressive discovery of our own ignorance. And I would say that's true. I had a psychologist for a while working with me on anger management. And, you know, he pissed me off. But but seriously, folks... He said, I asked him, I said, what did you learn at the end of your PhD, you know, in psychology? He said, basically, all the stuff they were teaching me was nonsense, and I just gave people common sense advice. So, (laughs) that supports the thesis there. Now, there's some things that we, you know, we really do know, obviously. More of the STEM stuff, you know. Science, technology... Uh, engineering and math. Those are the places where you, you know, you find out, you know, more when you get done than you did when you started. One of these other things are simply explorations of ignorance. Piled higher and deeper, as an old friend of mine used to say about the PhD. Biden's approval rating has dropped to 42%, disapproval 50 uh down from 46-43, respectively, in early August. 54% approved of the decision to withdraw troops from Afghanistan, but 65% disapproved of how he handled it. Uh, 17% of Americans are keeping their vaccination a secret from at least some people who would disapprove. So that is bad because, you know... The peer-to-peer thing is one of the hugest ways that, you know, word of mouth is one of the biggest ways that uh, mores change. So if people I know do it and they don't drop dead, then that's that's a big influence. And if they're keeping their mouth shut and still parroting the anti-vax rhetoric because they're afraid they'll lose their friends that's not going to work so people need to be courageous and saying hey i got the vax, i'm still here you know what about all these other knuckleheads on talk radio we're dying i mean if you don't believe anybody else believe your own eyes and here's a little cartoon i'll try to capture in words uh um, And it shows a terrorist sitting in a cave watching TV, but U.S. hopelessly divided. And One terrorist says to the other, heck, I I say we just sit back and watch. Which is probably true. I mean, if you think that the 9-11, you know, hammered in a, a wedge that split this country into two and we'll just end up killing each other, they may have already accomplished their mission. I don't like to believe that, but, you know, the last 20 years, it really weakened this country almost to the level it was in the 60s. And, you know, it's a similar thing. That anti-war attitude is poison. The communists used it in the 60s to try to destroy this country, and the terrorists used it again, Basically. Very clever. So, what else do we have here? But, you know, no country lasts forever. I've been looking at the whole Catholic experience of the 20th century. That was kind of a, a of an anomaly, a temporary moment in time. And it really only lasted for about 50 years. You know, it was the Irish Catholic, a Catholic immigration into the United States... Like St. Bride's was founded in 1910 after a big wave of immigration and it is it lasted for 100 years but it was a shell for the last 40. So it was really like a, a unique period in time which we thought was normal but wasn't. So it was all an illusion, I, I guess. Like many things. Comes and goes, like the dew on the grass. The morning dew burns away in the sun. But it was, I I liked it. I miss the old days. Now here's a cautionary tale. I'm sure none of you guys are day traders like Robin Hood, but there was a guy here who traded. uh, He actually traded a ton he did fifty trade, 10 to 50 trades a day, which is way, way too much, which ended up being $45 million. And that may sound awesome, but I did that when I was trading options actively. I mean, it's amazing when you move around shares. And he ended up with a $45,000 gain, but he had an $800,000 short-term capital gain bill because he sold winners. So people think, yeah, it's easy to do this trading stuff, but, you know, there's huge tax consequences. And, uh... So that's bad. Now, here's the thing which I'm kind of reading here about whether getting a CFA is worth it. Um, let's see... It's tough to get licensed. Chartered Financial Analyst Certificate. Pass rates plunged to the lowest level since '63. Just 25% past level 1, 42% clear level 3. Hmm. Question of whether the program's benefits. Are outweighed by the strains, three hundred hours studying. Wow, MBA programs ninety percent graduation level, but it takes two years and one hundred and forty grand. And I have an MBA, which doesn't do me any good anymore. It's negated by age, but uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't do very well. But they still passed me. The dirty little secret about grad schools is they'll pretty much keep taking your money whether you're getting the stuff or not. I, mean, I was abysmal in economics and finance. So that's it, guys. Um, pretty quick hit, and uh, but in less than half an hour. Saved you all the trouble reading the magazine. So uh, live long, prosper. Get your vax, wear your mask, get your booster if you can. And you'll live to listen to another podcast, assuming I live to do one. Talk to you later. Bye.